For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry talk about what the world of wrestling is talking about. We do it in a completely different and unique way, and that is the firing of CM Punk from AEW. After just two years, that relationship is over. Mark gives his take. Bully gives his take. Also, we talk about the weekend that was in pro wrestling. We did have two big events, WWE's Payback and AEW's All Out. What do we think of the shows? We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. At some point, we will get into the matches that we saw this past weekend because I think it would be disrespectful not to Mark to get into some of these matches, and then and then we can move on from this. But when one of the biggest stars in the last fifteen years gets fired, that's obviously a topic that people want to talk about, and we will get to the phones. We have a lot of callers that want to get their take on the CM Punk situation. But I asked you guys both last hour a yes or no question, and that was, is AEW in a better place now than it was a week ago when CM Punk was a part of the roster? So, Mark, I asked you that question, and you said yes. Explain. I said that because now you can freely go and there be no more complaining. There should be no complaining. The problem is, is gone. So-called problem is gone. So everything should be shits and giggles and unicorn pee and rainbow blankets. That's what it should be now. So I'm curious to see how uh, it's going to be. The problem is solved. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I guess you're right, Mark, in the fact that it felt like everybody was pointing the finger at CM Punk. Well, now CM Punk is gone. So... Like the complaining and the bitching has got to stop now, right? Yeah, it's got to stop. It's like, so, because like you said, the supposed problem is now gone. So this should be easy sailing moving forward. Now, Bully, when I asked you that question, your answer was no. Why? Because CM Punk is a star. That whole Saturday show revolved around Punk. We've talked about on this show. Fans have been talking about it on this show, about how they feel like, Saturday's show is better than Wednesday's show because Punk had more involvement with it. So how does the product become better without a worldwide star like CM Punk? Keyword, product. How is the product better? 
not the locker room, because I agree with you guys on the locker room. Because even if Punk wasn't in your way, or even if you didn't have an issue with Punk, you're probably walking on eggshells going, oh boy, I don't want to get see a Punk mad at me. How is the product better? Listen, David? Uh, Bully, we, we've had this discussion before. And we remember we had the with the discussion if CM Punk moves the needle, right? Remember we had that discussion a year ago, and my answer was he definitely does, because if you look at the pay per view buys, you look at attendance, and you look at everything that CM Punk was prior to, I think the media scrum last year, everything was aces for AEW. We were getting consistent million. Uh, people viewership when it came to AEW, we were getting sold out arenas and we were getting million dollar gates. Um, can you do that moving forward without CM Punk? Because CM Punk did bring more eyes to your product. Now, when it comes to AEW Collision Bully, and you said that that show was centered around CM Punk, and it was, uh, Tony Khan said that now Brian Danielson will be a part of AEW collision. So we'll see if that helps as far as keeping eyes on that Saturday night product, which is already a tough sell, you know, in that time slot on Saturday nights. But you know what? To, to your point, I hate to ride the fence here. I agree with both of you guys because I do agree with you, Mark, that I feel like the environment is going to be much better in AEW without CM Punk there. Now that could be good for creativity that could be good for just you know just all around like work atmosphere and then but again you know judging from what we saw in chicago last night it took a long time for those fans to start getting invested in that show because their guy their star is no longer with the company so i i think i hate to say this but only time will tell if there's a yes or a no to that question, we're really going to have to wait and see what the next few months brings to AEW Bully. Like, I would have to say that the next three months are three of the most crucial months for AEW moving forward. I would agree. I'm trying to think of some comparisons to sports that you guys will understand and probably come up with some better uh, 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 comparisons. Reggie Jackson. Dennis Rodman, both of them headaches. Yes, no. Well, definitely yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, <laughs> there's no made doubt their, about it. Made, made their teams better though, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Now tell and me when, about and when they God. left. When they and when Rodman left, the teams got be, got worse. Okay. When he was at Chicago, they got worse. When he was at San Antonio Spurs, and he left. They got worse. When he was at Detroit first, Detroit got worse when he left because he was a defensive stalwart. I'm going to go against your best player, and I'm going to make his life miserable, and it affected his offense. Like, as far as Punk is concerned, it wouldn't be the offense that's as affected. It would be the money. It would be the gate. It will be the the live events. It will be the brass tax dealing with the licensing products and merchandising money that's coming in. 
like money is going to be affected. So, um, but still, you have er, everything is solved now. The the problem is gone, and there should be peace and prosperity in the locker room. And I, but but also maybe even with the fans, guys. Like I, I you know. You know, we made this remark last week, Bully. You said it. Like, I think fans are just tired of it. They're tired of the toxic environment. They're tired of hearing about the drama. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, the and last... that's Punk's fault? Uh, I, I, public perception-wise, yes. Public perception-wise, Public yes. perception Now, Now, you just brought up another great point, Mark. If moving forward... We still hear about drama and, to- and a, a toxic environment. Then you're going to be like, holy shit. Then maybe it wasn't punk. That was the problem with this company. That's why, again, bully, I think the next three months are very crucial for AEW. Because if shit keeps popping up and we start hearing about drama and we start hearing all this type of type of stuff and it's going to be like, well, wait a second. I thought CM Punk was the problem. Why are we still hearing about drama in this AEW locker room? I wonder what would have happened if this life-threatening situation would have never happened. If this would have just remained some scuffle between Jack Perry and CM Punk that happened at an inopportune moment, would Punk have just been sent home like Jack Perry? Uh, who Who knows? It's a great question because I don't have an answer for it. Or would eventually a situation which what happened before All In have happened at some point down the road? Was this, was this just a ticking time bomb that was going to explode at some point? All right, but well, let me ask you this. Point. Dave, you get a phone okay. call. You get a phone call right after this show from Tony Khan. And Tony says, Dave, I'm thinking about bringing Punk back. Should I bring him back or should I just leave him fired? What are you telling him? Excellent question. I think you have to keep him fired. I don't think you can you can keep him back. First of all, for a couple of different reasons. One, what's Punk's perception of this going to be? Does Punk is Punk's heart going to be in it after being fired? Okay, let's rewind. Let's make this a fair okay. question. Let's rewind. Tony has not fired Punk. problem. Tony yes. has not Thank fired you. Punk yet. <laughs> And 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 he says after the scuffle, Dave, I'm thinking about firing Punk. What's your opinion? I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't fire Punk. I would say I if 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 my advice was asked, I'd be like, Tony, you gotta get more involved. You gotta understand this situation. I mean, CM Punk is a star. You're you know, you're building a company that just drew over eighty one thousand people. Punk is a is is a reason why. Look at the numbers he's been able to bring in. See, I mean, I would do everything that you possibly can to make this work, but I would start getting more hands-on involved about some of the situations that are going on in your locker room and why it's going on. The first situation that I would probably go after is how did this get out? How did this how did this get out by the time Punk and Samoa Joe hit the ring? How did everybody know? that this scuffle happened like that's a problem you have players on your team that aren't team players now maybe cm punk is one of them but obviously he's not the only one so before i make a hasty decision on firing somebody i i i would i would spend a lot of time to find out where these problems are stemming from i mean that you that's mean, that's what you mean my the stooge report 
You mean the mole report? There's always been stooges and and moles, Dave. It's always been there. And you know, you you wanna you wanna nip that in the bud and and put punishments out there for it. Like if you find out that this person did this or leaked that or whatever, like how can you trust that? So you have to like have really harsh punishments for that. And I don't think there is. I think that, you know, people feel like they're going to get a slap on the wrist, if in, if anything. So they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep exposing what happens behind the scenes. Uh, it sucks. I always hate it. Yeah, but again, like we don't know the details of what exactly happened before All In. But it had to be something significant for Tony Khan to make this decision. I think Tony Khan was extremely happy that he was able to get CM Punk, right? I mean, I you know, he sat next to him during that whole thing a year ago with the media scrum. So I would have to think, being that we don't have the details, that that had to be something significant for him to make that decision that you're fired. Again, that's the thing, Bully, when you ask me that question that I don't know about. I, I really don't know the details of what happened in, in, in that fight. None of us you know, do. None, yeah. I mean, but you would think it had to be something extremely significant for him to make that decision, to fire him. Yeah. And I mean, after, he, the, after the scrum happened, you know, Tony talks about how this incident, he felt like his life was in danger. After the scrum incident, I would have turned to Punk and said, you put my company's life in danger by what you did. So I don't know if any significant talks happened between Tony and CM Punk after the scrum. And I'm not and I'm not talking about a legal team talking to a legal team. And then you see each other for the first time in an event, and it's like, hey, man, great to see you. Yeah, man, great to see you, too. Glad we could ever get everything worked out. Because you didn't work out shit. A bunch of legal people worked it out. You know how you work out things with Vince McMahon? In his office, face-to-face with Vince McMahon. Mark, yes or no? Yeah. Vince, I got a problem. What's your problem, pal? Blah, 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 blah. All right, pal, let's fix it. Or vice versa. Vince calls you in. Bubba, Mark, I got a problem. What's the problem, boss? Blah, blah, blah. Consider it fixed. That's how you work shit out in this business. Bully, after the firing, It ain't fucking rocket science. I, I get it. But after... But, but, but people wanted... They put... People put... The, the fire to Tony Khan's feet as far as make a decision and start being a disciplinarian. He just fired arguably his biggest star. Like, you got to give Tony Khan some credit to make that type of decision after everything as that's did. happened. As I did. Already did. I already said you got to give Tony props. So maybe you this just... is the start of him making those decisions to be like, all right, I can't be a friend. I have to be a boss. And these are the decisions that are going to be made moving forward. That would be great. And that's all I got to say about that, as far as Gump so eloquently put it. That's all I got to say. Hey, 
but, if, but what Mark, if, can you can you can you just get into it a little bit more? Like Dave said he needs to be Dave, what did you say? You can't be their friend? Yeah, you can't be their friend, you have to be their boss. And Mark, yeah. you said that would be great, right? But explain explain why in general it's better for that type of relationship with an owner and the wrestlers. You know what? I had a friendly relationship with Vince based on some grown man shit. I told Vince that I, I'm not scared of dying. And he said, everybody's afraid of dying. I said, not me. He said, why? I said, because I did everything I ever dreamed of doing. The life expectancy for somebody that came from where I came from was about 30, 35, 40 years old. I exceeded that. And man, any man, any woman was not going to define who Mark Henry was. I got to do it. I got to define who I was and what I did. So, no, I'm not afraid. And based off that conversation, Vince looked at me and said, that's the people I want around me. And we've had a friendly relationship. But he told me a story of why he's not friends with the boys. And I won't tell that story. But I will tell you the, the, the end result of it is because he realized that he will never be one of the boys and that he had to be the boss and he had to run his company or the boys would run the company and he would be a pawn. And Vince McMahon is no pawn. You said, yes, yes, boss, consider it fixed. You said, boss, Vince is boss. I hope that all of this was the same realization that Vince got in that young infancy stage of his career as the chairman. I hope this makes Tony not a tyrant, but a benevolent leader that takes shit from nobody. That person, I stand at their back, and if you got a knife, it's going to get me first. Tony needs more of those people around him. And that's up to him to choose those people that will protect him. And I feel like that's, if, 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 if what you said is, is, is the reality, Bubba, then that's what it is. I hope that's what it is because that would fix a ton. The company would be on an incredible upswing when you have benevolent leadership where people trust your decision made and they don't dispute it, they don't tank, they don't sandbag, they don't, they don't, try to spin the narrative to fit them. They just do what the hell they told. <laughs> There's no line outside the door.
at TV because uh, I don't, don't want to do that. And the politicking. You tend to, your agent tells you what's going on and you just go, okay. That's what, that's what, that's what he wants? Okay. You know what? I, I, have a, I have another spin on it. I have a better way. But you know what? It ain't worth fighting that. That's a small battle. I'm going to let that go. And then you go do business. Those, that is what I hope and pray is in front of us because it's, it started just as you said with punk. I mean, I, I, I think you couldn't do a much better job than what you just did. Mark summing that up as far as I guess bully, like, yeah, he's a really nice guy, but don't fuck with him. Right. right. I mean, don't mess know? with him. He will fire your ass and send you home with no pay. And just like I said last week, if it was me, and somebody, I'm the boss, and somebody did something, you know what? I'm paying this guy X amount of dollars. Fuck it. Hey, you go home. Enjoy that money. But for the next duration of your contract, it's going to be spent in a small room at your house, at your gym. It won't be on my TV. I'll eat the money than to have you on my TV getting bigger and growing your brand when I'm the reason that you grow your brand. If you plant a potato in a barren wasteland, is it going to grow? Nope. But if you put it in the fertile grounds of my programming, it's going to produce and it's going to keep producing, right? Yep. Talent need to realize that without the fertile grounds of television and radio, that you have nothing. Regardless of how talented you are. There's some talented wrestlers sitting their ass at home because they can't get along with everybody and nobody wants them around. So now the power goes back into the hands of the owner. If that's the case, man, I'm I'm optimistic for any wrestling company, not just AEW. Eight, and, seven, after seven. That, and after that speech, I uh, nominate Mark Henry for head of talent relations. I, yeah, go ahead. I, if I, I'm like, if I'm Tony Khan and I heard that today, I'm like. Mark, I haven't been using you the right way. Come and see me. Come and see me when you get an opportunity. Eight seven seven. Let's see. We have Jr. We have Paul White. We have Mark Henry. Uh, but we still can't find a head of talent relations. Uh, again, guys, I right, hate to keep. Right, right. I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but what what did we what did we talk about last week, Bully? This was the same thing that was brought up in the media scrum. You know, last year to CM Punk. Yeah, it was uh, Dominic D'Angelo asked CM Punk, like, you guys got a lot of great people in the locker room, a lot of experience. How is that helping you grow your company? And CM Punk said, and he mentioned your name, Mark. He mentioned you, and he mentioned, you know, uh, uh, Jerry Lynn, and he mentioned Jake Roberts, and he mentioned, like, some of the people. And he said, but they're not worth a shit 
when you have empty-headed EVPs that don't want to be told. Dimalenko was another one. Empty-headed EVPs that don't want to hear what people have to say. And he went back to what uh, Hangman Page said at a Comic-Con where he doesn't listen to anybody because he helped start this company. So why does he need to listen to anybody? I mean, that is some of the things that CM Punk brought up in that media scrum last Dave, year. That mentality has to, has to go away. It has to go away. You look at sports and you look at business. To hell with sports. You look at business. A guy comes in. He helps build a company from the ground up. But he feels like he's bigger than the company that he helped build. What usually happens to those people? They either get ousted from the company by the masses or they get bought out. Just go away. Take the money and go away. In sports, you have a shelf life. Ten years maximum. Sometimes 15. Maybe you can get 20 like a LeBron or a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Very rare. But you got a small window. At some point, you become less valuable and you have to push the younger people. Well, I mean, to Bully's point, Mark, when you were talking before, like I would think I wasn't the only one that had the hook in the mouth. I I would think that everybody that was listening to our show was captivated by what you were saying. If you're talking to somebody that's young and inexperienced and is in the business for a cup of coffee and you're giving them that knowledge and they don't want to listen to you, then that, that that's a pro- that's an issue. And that's a problem because if you think you know everything already, then how are you going to get better? How are you going to grow? I mean, guys, I mean, right now, I just look, we, 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 we are the number one pro wrestling podcast on Apple, right? Number one. Now, if I'm giving you advice, Mark, or I'm giving you advice, Bully, you, you could turn around and say, well, Dave, what, what are you giving me advice for? My billboard was in time. My face was in Times Square. We're number one. So why am I going to listen to you? I, I'm a part number of something. Number one show on Apple Podcasts. I, I just had to repeat that. Yeah, it's 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 a good achievement. But I'm saying, and it's, and it's obviously because of the whole team effort. But if I'm giving you advice and you say, why, 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 are you, why would I take your advice, Dave? We're number one. Like, I'm not going to take your advice. I, I'm a big reason. And you could say this, Bully. You could say this, Mark. Well, I'm a big reason why we're number one. So, Dave, why am I going to listen to you? I would think you would listen to me because I do have radio experience. You could still grow. You could still get better. Yeah. I mean, in that AEW locker room right now, I would hope that they still, even though with everything that's happened, that you would want to still be a sponge that I'm going to listen to a Mark Henry. I'm going to listen to a Dean Malenko. Go ahead, bully. One of the problems is when the veteran tells the younger talent, a bit of advice and the talent decides that they might not use that advice because it's not best for them in their act. There's nothing wrong with that. 
as long as the younger talent goes back to the veteran talent and lets them know, thank you for the advice. I don't think I'm going to give it a try because I don't think it's going to work for me, or I'm going to give it a try tonight and we'll see how it goes. But regardless, I appreciate you taking the time to try to invest in me. Respect. That's professionalism. That's how it is. I have gotten many pieces of advice from many veteran talents who I just did not think would fit into me and Devon's act or my act. And I might have tried an aspect of it or I might not have tried it at all because I just knew it wasn't going to work. But I always went back to that veteran talent and said, thank you very time for, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to try to educate me and paying attention to what I did. I, I mean, bully, uh, especially in the beginning, you did busted. Like you've been, you've been hosting busted open for well over five years. Now you've been a host on this show. And then you started hosting busted open after dark on Wednesday nights, right after dynamite for, I, I want to say at least the first three weeks. What did you do the next, the next day you called me and said, Dave, what did you think? Tell me what I, tell me what you think I did good. Tell me what you think I could do better at. Right. Yes. And, and you're a guy now that's been on the air for six years, but you're still asking my advice. Why, why are you asking my advice? Because I'm your friend. Are you asking my advice because I'm your coworker? No, you're asking my advice because I've been doing radio for over 20 years. Correct, right? And you want yes. it to be better. Yes, and, and you want and, it to be better. In, in the world of wrestling, I wish that I could continue to work with people who had been in the business longer than me and who understood the business better than me. Because like, I feel sometimes that I've gotten stagnant and I've stopped growing because I don't know who to learn from anymore. Like, let's just take Impact. And Impact has a lot of great minds there. I don't know exactly who to go to for advice. Especially when that advice comes to nuanced stuff. Stuff that I will put under a microscope and I will look at. And even after I put it under a microscope, I can't figure it out. Who do I go to? Those are the times where I wish I had a Ric Flair around. Those are the times I wish there was a Ricky Steamboat around, a Ricky Morton around, a lot of Ricks. <laughs> Anybody, a Pat Patterson, a Jerry Briscoe. Do I, do I know I can call a Jerry Briscoe? Absolutely. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Before oh, we man. say goodbye, I do feel like we have to talk about some of the great wrestling that we saw uh, last this past weekend. And first of all, payback on Saturday, I thought was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. The match between Becky and Trish that started off payback, to me, um, one of the best matches of the year. It's going to be in it, consideration. It was hard to follow. Yeah, that was. And I don't think a lot of us were crazy about the story going in. But when you put a Hall of Famer in a ring with somebody like Becky Lynch, you're going to get the type of match that we saw on Saturday. And what a brutal match. What a physical match. Obviously, everybody's talking about the, the, the welt that's on Trish's head after getting smashed against the cage uh, about 18 times from Becky Lynch. But what a physical matchup. What a great matchup. Kudos mm. to both those women. And uh, Becky and Trish killed it on Saturday night. Uh, so I, the tag tag match. By the way, we have new tag team champions. The the Judgment Day. What a great match that was, uh, and what a great match from Nakamura and Seth Rollins. So yeah, uh, payback a thumbs up. You know, a lot of people looked at that pay per view as maybe like a B pay per view because Cody wasn't wrestling and uh, no Bloodline involved. But Mark and Bully, what a great showing by the WWE on Saturday night. They did a hell of a job. I'm just going to comment real quick on the ladies. We always talk about what's the last thing that they remember, the finish. 
And this match was the finish to Becky and Trish's feud, I believe. What a complete 180 from what we have been talking about weeks and weeks here on Busted Open. I would not be surprised if word got back to those women about some of the critiques that we had about their storyline, how it just wasn't working for us. And they went out there and they absolutely killed it. By no means am I saying we're the reason, but I think enough people out there were saying this is not working. This is not clicking for whatever reason. But in that cage, it all came together. Great effort by the ladies. The fans were very much into it. Smart move, putting them in the go position, putting them number first, making them Detroit Rock City. The people were rocking and ready for that match. Good job, Trish and Becky. And when you think about it, should we have expected anything differently? Because when it all no. comes down to it, it's not about story anymore. It's not about promos. It's actually getting in the ring and wrestling. And I feel like Trish had something to prove. First ever cage match. Uh, so she had something to prove and she proved it. Like if that turns out to be Trish's last match, guys, what a great match to end her career with. Yeah. And Zoe Stark got to have yes. um, the rub from yep. being around two of the best female wrestlers uh, in pro wrestling today and in history. And then new tag champions with the, the Judgment Day. Um, you know, and pretty brutal match, pretty physical matchup. That was really good. Uh, Seth Rollins and Nakamura killed it in that World Heavyweight Championship match. I think that was about a 30-minute match. On Saturday night, I thought they did a great job. And then we find out that, uh, you know, Jay Uso is back and is going to be a part of Monday Night Raw. So now that bloodline story is going to bleed and start to bleed in to Monday Night Raw. So that's going to be very interesting moving forward. Not quite sure what they're going to have uh, Jimmy doing. I'm sure he'll be involved with Cody some way, some way somehow. The bloodline continues to be the number one story in all of pro wrestling. Let's how let's see how it bleeds over. Yeah, I'm a very very interested. And then the match with L.A. Knight and The Miz. Um, I said that it was a must win for L.A. Knight. Michael Cole actually said it twice during the match on Saturday that that was a must win. L.A. Knight gets the win, and we'll see. You know what they can do with L.A. Knight. Mark, I thought you and Denise did a fantastic job on Saturday breaking down L.A. Knight's promo on Friday night. You got the spotlight now. You got a big win over a first ballot Hall of Famer like The Miz, Mark. We're going to be able to see if L.A. Knight's going to be able to keep this momentum going. Yeah, I hope they keep this going. Um, but I, I, I don't want this to be understated. John Cena giving L.A. Knight the rub, shaking his hand, raising his arm that he didn't get to do in the ring, um, I thought was pretty damn special. And just the banter between Cena and L.A. Knight at the, at, right at the top of the stage uh, before John raised his hand, and he said, this is a sign of respect. Like, bro, that's big. People, I mean, like, that that made me feel like L.A. Knight had arrived. Yeah. Even though he already had the pulse of the crowd. 
So um, pretty pretty damn special night in its totality. Yeah, payback was a thumbs up. I think a great pay per view. But we also saw another great pay per view last night. Minus one. We'll get into AEW's All Out when Bully Mark and I are back right here on Busted Open. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. If this is the new era for AEW is off to a great start because I thought, I mean, I mean, I'm going to be honest here, guys. Like I thought what I saw last night was even better than what I saw at all in. Now, obviously with all in, you got the, the crowd and the pomp and circumstance, but you look at this show last night and I actually rewatched most of it this morning. Cause I was at a, a party watching it last night. And you don't get the full effect of it when you're you're eating and drinking. Uh, but I watched most of it again this morning. And man, uh, what a great match with Danielson and Ricky Starks. What a physical matchup. But up and down, guys. What a really good show last night. It, it was awesome, Dave. And I was so proud. I had a, I had a proud dad moment. In the finish. And... You you see Ricky Starks being put in the in 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 Daniel's finish, and then Jacob Jacob said, "Oh no, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to use the strap to choke him." Four seconds later, they put the strap. Daniel put the strap around his throat. Yep, and he's choking him, and and I was like. Tap, tap. Jacob said, "No, no, 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 no. He's got to. He's got to choke him out. Uh, he don't need to tap. He don't need to tap. I, I like to just see him pass out." And I said, "No, I want him to tap." And it, it was just like to hear him diagnose what we were seeing. I thought was pretty damn cool because he's a seventeen-year-old kid that never took a bump before, and. And it reminded me of the way Dwayne was when we were in, when we both first started and we were working in the warehouse with Tom Pritchard. Dwayne could talk wrestling with Tom like he had wrestled for 30 years. And I was sitting there like, man, how the hell you know that? <laughs> you know? Well, his, his father knowing. is a Hall of Famer, Mark. I right. Mean, but you know, at that time, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't I didn't truly understand everything. I was green. And um I, I just I just got a lot of joy out of watching such a great match. And I get to share those moments with somebody that love them as equally as I do. Yeah, it's it, it's great when you're around fans and you get to watch it. And you know, it was good to have this show where there isn't the drama coming out. You know, there wasn't any reports yeah. or anything coming out of this show. And I and, you know, and we've you know, we've talked a lot about the women's division in AEW. I got to give a lot of props uh, to the match between Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho uh, last night. They they gave them a good amount of time. I thought they told a great story. I thought they were both excellent, very physical in the ring last night. 
And I even like Soraya's and Tony Storm's involvement in that match last night as well. That's storytelling. That's something that we need to see more of. And I thought they delivered um, up and down. And, and I think, you know, Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs, we talked about that earlier. What a great match between those two, Bully. And I think hopefully we're going to see more from Hobbs and Miro uh, moving forward. Listen, Hobbs is the homegrown talent. Miro is a former WWE superstar who is was over when they pushed him and then was more over when they stopped pushing him. Miro is excellent at what he does. I loved the Redeemer stuff that he came up with on his own. Credible, looks the part, it factor, believes what he says. There is no way, no good reason to me, based on what I know, to not have continually pushed Miro and used him a little more. Now, with Punk being gone, and guys, you know, I say how the door opens, the door closes. Punk's door closing will open the door for a multitude of talent because you can't just have one person step in Punk's shoes. There's going to be a lot of shoes to fill, a lot of the spotlight to fill with Punk gone. So AEW wrestlers, step up and take that spot. Don't wait for Tony to hand it to you. Take it take it on your own. I just want to go back to Danielson and, and uh, Ricky Starks for a moment. Why not put Ricky Starks over? I think th- I think it's because they want to use this as a catapult for Brian Danielson because I think he's going to be the star of Collision moving forward, and I think that him coming back is almost like, all right, Punk is gone. We've moved on from the Punk era, and I think Danielson is going to kind of complete that sentence. So based on what I just said about this spot opening for a multitude of talents, you think that Danielson is just going to be that talent and it's going to be an even switch? It might be. A, a, la- a lateral move. It might be a lateral move. But also, like, the good thing about Ricky Starks is that he did not tap out. He passed out. So I think he looks strong even in that loss. And maybe, Fair enough. You know, and, and, and you know, you guys know more than me. Is Danielson kind of that giving guy where it's like, all right, I will. It is a bit of a lateral move right now, but I'm going to help put these this next generation over. Dave, there's two ways that you can build somebody and put somebody over. You can do the favor by, you know, taking the one, two, three from them right in the middle of the ring. Or you can have a match, even 50-50, right down the middle like Brian, like Brian and, and, and Starks did. That Man, when he, when he hit him in the face... With that uh, strap, bro, I cringed. Yeah. When when Brian had Starks upside down and he was doing the, the drop kicks in the corner, I was selling. Like, and that's the thing. You you have got to both of those guys equally had me just at the edge of my chair. So Starks is elevated. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to put it. 
Like, has Starks ever had a bad match in a prime spot? No, I mean, no. when he's put in that position, he really does succeed. And I think you could say the same thing about Miro and the same thing about Hobbs and the same thing about a lot of the wrestlers that are on this AEW roster. Like, Come on, let's the, get Wardlow back. Yeah, we. I mean, now's the time. It's like, listen, I even love the opening contest with Cole and MJF against the Dark Order because not so much what happened during that match, but what happened after that match. Again, that's storytelling, everything with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe coming down to the ring earlier than he was supposed to and pushing MJF and then MJF going after Samoa Joe. Now what do I want to see? Now now the focus isn't on all the bullshit in the back. The focus is on like, hey, this may be the next opponent for MJF is Samoa Joe. Like that's a way of getting people to buy into the stories that you're telling. And I think for the first time in a while, that pay-per-view weren't just blow-off matches. Those were extensions to stories that hopefully we're going to see moving forward. That pay-per-view last night makes me want to tune into Dynamite and Collision this week. Switchblade. Dax Harwood. Love. That's love, man. Yeah. Them, as singles. As singles. Spectacular. There's guys that are in tags in, in on Saturdays that I, I, I love to see them just work single matches. And maybe we see more juice. of that. And again, I Moxley. I want to see Juice by himself. Well, speaking of Juice, uh, Orange Cassidy and Moxley in the main event. Um, we have a new AEW international champion in John Moxley. Again, like. So I think, Bully, to your point, as I, I think we're seeing a lot of the talent start to emerge that maybe we haven't seen, but the star power is still there because you have Brian Danielson and John Moxley at the top of the card. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.